0: Thanks for joining Impact Boom on this episode.
1: Many of them acknowledge that they don't get much time to connect with peers. They don't get really relevant information and resources around social enterprise in this Mm. region because the situation is unique working in remote and cross-cultural sectors the way we do.
0: Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org, Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 231 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen and I'm passionate about bringing the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with Alexi Seller. Alexi Seller is CEO of Enterprise Learning Projects. As an internationally recognised social entrepreneur, she is motivated to identify scalable and sustainable opportunities to enable Australia's remote Indigenous communities to thrive in business. Alexi returned to Australian shores in 2019, after co-founding, scaling, and handing over an award-winning organization, Pollinate Group, which equips women to lead their communities out of poverty and has reached over half a million people in just seven years. Her unique approach to community development is fueled by her desire to see a more just and equitable world in her lifetime. Not only is she deeply passionate But she also brings well-honed skills as an entrepreneur and an appetite for collaboration to get better impact results. Alexia is a finalist in the 2020 Telstra Business Women's Awards for Social Impact in the Northern Territory. She won the Advanced Social Impact Award in 2018 and was the EY Social Entrepreneur of the Year in Victoria in 2017. Alexi graduated from the University of Sydney with first-class honours in mechanical engineering and the arts. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Alexi's insights into the social business sector in Northern Territory and more broadly across Australia. So, Alexi, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thanks, Tom. I'm enjoying being here.
0: Great. So to kick things off, Alexi, could you please share a bit about your background and what led you to your passion in social business?
1: So I guess it wasn't always a career I expected coming to, and I think many of us in the sector maybe didn't even know about social business when we were thinking about our careers. But I spent a lot of my youth volunteering internationally and across Australia as well and concerned about the, the churn cycle of volunteer models and how, I guess, how some charitable models are working in development. And that was what kind of like tweaked my interest into what other kind of solutions might be out there. And the first kind of exposure I had to social business was through Pollinate Group or prior to that with energy poverty and just understanding that there were communities who were still spending a lot of money on kerosene who didn't have basic lighting in their homes and they could buy a solar lighting system that was cheaper for them and much better for their health and for the planet. Mm. And I think that was my first kind of insight that, okay, there are other approaches that we can look at here. And over, over the many years, I've been involved in all kinds of causes, but I think fundamentally that approach of social business really resonates with me yep. as just looking, I find it as such an empowering tool for communities who may never have been in business before, but when you go into business, you build confidence, you get leadership skills, you get all kinds of new opportunities, new networks, and it really opens doors. And I just see it as such a, a positive approach as, as people can kind of lead their own create their own pathway, if you will, through business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've got some great experience there in in co-founding Pollinate Group. And now you are the CEO of Enterprise Learning Projects. So what sort of projects are you involved in now, Alexi, and why does the organisation exist?
1: So our organisation exists to support the communities, remote Aboriginal communities of the region, especially across Northern Australia, who have some very clear aspirations about their future, have Enormous opportunity and potential as well to achieve those, and really are lacking the right kind of support that can help them take those steps in business. Mm. ELP has been involved over the last ten years in many different kinds of enterprise startups, a lot in in sort of bush foods and bush medicine and sort of small tourism ventures. Yeah, and through that time, is now pivoting towards looking for more scalable opportunities. So the the ones. The one recently that was incubated that is now a standalone business is Magpie Goose. It's a fashion social business that partners with artists and art centres, bring their designs into new, new fashion pieces and create new industries for them. And the other one is Gulban Tea, which is a native tea business, which is bringing a highly, like a premium tea that is extremely unique and rare mm. <laughs> to market. has been a phenomenal journey and is creating incredible impact for the vigniary community in, in the NT.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, it's a really diverse range of projects and that tea sounds absolutely delicious. And I, yes. now the, the magpie goose range is, is beautifully colourful and there's some great art on those pieces. Yeah. So as one of the founding members at Impact North, Alexi, which is this brand new state-based network out of the Northern Territory, can you please tell us a little bit about this network and the purpose of it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I guess... When I arrived in the Territory just under a year ago, I was coming off four years in India and had a lot of exposure and access to international social enterprise networks, and I really felt like there wasn't that kind of network connector here in the Territory. And as I was looking for opportunities, I was talking to a lot of people and was very inspired by what they were seeing and learning, and just many of them acknowledged that they don't get much time to connect with peers, they don't get really relevant information and resources around social enterprise in this mm. region because the situation is unique working in remote and cross-cultural sectors the way we do. So we launched Impact North early in 2020 fundamentally to connect peers in entrepreneurship, social entrepreneurship and Indigenous entrepreneurship, but then also to kind of showcase what's going on in the region and, and bring some of these stories into other spaces and and through that advocate for what's needed really to to build the social enterprise ecosystem up here
0: Mm. sounds like a really great way to connect with that community and, and also build it at the same time so what are your observations then of that social business sector in the northern territory of australia and how does it compare to other states and other areas
1: well, I think it's interesting that like, there are a lot of people doing social business who maybe don't realise they're in social business. So I think the terminology is still pretty new. That's actually why we called it Impact North. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. To speak more specifically to the impact outcomes as as the goal. Yeah. Social business is really the vehicle. And so that's been really interesting to kind of provide. We bring in expert speakers to talk through different elements of social business and just help bring people along that journey so they're understanding more about that language and terminology. Mm. I think the other really interesting piece is there are amazing things going on in the region and they're not getting the funding or the sort of spotlights that those businesses might get if they were on the East Coast. Yeah. So that kind of ability to just bring things out to market or share stories through media is pretty limited and it's and just isolated, I guess. Not mm. only are we isolated from you, <laughs> Tom, and everyone on yeah. the East Coast, but we're also quite isolated from one another. So it's just, it's a lot of work to bring people together, but... Yeah. It's so far been really very promising, and we are planning a, an online summit in a month and a bit for the whole of Northern Australia. So we're collaborating with other social enterprise networks in Northern WA and Queensland as well. Fantastic. Um, to to start to I guess create those spaces that are specific for people operating in these regions, and yeah, give us give us an opportunity to talk through the challenges we face, but then also invite people in who have exposure and, and ideas from other areas that we can learn from.
0: Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. I'm really, really interested in talking a little bit more about the language used. You know, you've you've deliberately chosen Impact North and we've been flipping around the term social business, but obviously a lot of people use social enterprise, impact-led business, purpose-led organisations, on it goes. Ultimately, what can we do to make this as accessible as possible so that we essentially bring together what is a movement of movements?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question and I think we do ourselves a disservice in the sector by trying to segment that language because the fact is then we're up against commercial business, which is pretty united in how it approaches this language. So I think for me, the focus is always on language that speaks to something real. So I guess, yeah, enterprise and social enterprise and social business is interesting to me. Business is a simpler, more real, more used term. Yeah. So it comes out of my mouth more often. Yeah. And then speaking to impact, it's kind of always just stepping going one step further like if we just talk about social business all the time people it's going to become a buzzword people like i don't quite understand what it is but if Mm. you say like no we're using business to help people get jobs who can't normally get jobs or to create new industry opportunities or to improve environmental like situation in this region whatever it is like it's getting to that, just like taking, making the effort, I guess, to spell out a bit more Mm. what actually is happening. That's where I find people then start to become united. It's like language can really divide people in a way that's that's unhelpful. So we're always very focused on that, just going a bit further to help people understand what's going on.
0: Mm. Some great reflections there, Alexi. So where do you see opportunities then to support Australia's remote Indigenous communities to thrive in business?
1: There are so many opportunities <laughs> in this in this region. I think anyone you meet who's spent time in remote Indigenous communities will say, like, it's not a lack of ideas and it's not a lack of potential or opportunity. Hmm. It's also not a lack of people wanting to get involved. But what what's really missing is this, like, long-term genuine commitment to making it happen. And I say long-term and genuine because a lot of the current solutions are quite, short-term like training workshop based or small funding based and that doesn't build businesses like no one can build a business of a $10,000 grant so what we're looking at is is really creating that being that partner I guess for communities who want to build businesses Mm. and building with them over time and bringing in the skill sets that they may not have access to locally because we can't expect each community to have every kind of job profile you might need for a business and yeah and then working with them over time and expecting that there will be hurdles and and there will be challenges Mm. and I think that's I think that's what's just really different difficult for the region obviously a lot of our work is government funded and typically any government listeners out there they tend to be less risky um, in how they fund and business is risky and so you've got to like accept that there will be changes and you won't run to the plan but you'll keep building along the way I think that's The big opportunity is for me is just like the ecosystem that is up here. There are lots of people trying to do this. It's kind of us coming together and figuring out what the best pathway is to supporting these aspirations and and doing that well and, and committing to it rather than like that we need to come up with some crazy new business idea like there are so many opportunities that if they were supported well would be successful
0: Mm. Yep, absolutely yeah thanks for sharing those insights i think there's some great points there so let's talk about some tangible projects or initiatives what which ones are those really inspiring you and which ones do you believe are really creating some great positive social change
1: yeah so i i mean i get the pleasure of looking out and about all the time for what's what's happening in the region. I guess one I've come across recently is a young Aboriginal entrepreneur running Gumali, which is a social enterprise that is supporting land and sea owners to take advantage of economic opportunities mm. and she's sort of running all forms of, of business at the moment in terms of consulting and governance support yeah. but actually also market sort of building market connections and facilitating opportunities for landowners wow. which is really incredible. Another young Aboriginal entrepreneur who's just moved back to the region who was operating out of New South Wales, Leandra Swim and I love what she's doing because she's connecting all of the elements of social enterprise, environment, social and cultural impacts in her model. Yep. Um, and so she has a, a swimwear like fashion brand that works with Aboriginal artists, identifies inspiring Aboriginal women as her models and actually names her, <laughs> her swimwear after them, which is really awesome. Mm. So people hear like great stories about the art, but also about these change makers in the sector. And then uses recycled materials, et cetera, to, to develop her products. So, yeah, I think just some really exciting things. And, and she's running that out of Gimby, which is pretty remote yep. and pretty impressive to be doing that. And, yeah, there are many other examples like that of people just getting quite creative and not, not the kind of business models that are the ones you sort of expect, but yep. just really leveraging all of these areas of culture and social impact and environmental impact to create something quite impressive.
0: Wonderful. Yeah, they sound like a couple of great initiatives. So to finish off then, Alexi, let's talk about some books or resources. Which of those would you recommend to our listeners?
1: I always get stopped by these questions. And I was going to say, like, actually, if you want some fun and novelty read, yeah. I just read The Thursday Murder Club and it was great. <laughs> it's
0: always good to step, step <laughs> aside you, into the fiction sometimes.
1: Totally. Like, oh, I'm a big fan of fiction. I find reading for me is like a bit of an escape from all the thinking yeah. that goes on elsewhere. But by far my favourite business book has always been The Hard Thing About Hard Things*. I think it was especially important for me at Pollinate Group because we were in like quite a rapid growth phase in terms of building teams and got up to 100 staff and 500 entrepreneurs before I finished up. And there's just lots to learn in that process if you've never done it before and lots to learn about just making hard decisions and making them quickly. So that's always a great one for
0: me to fall back on. Mm, Fantastic. Would have been so many learnings there and they sound like a couple of great recommendations. So, Alexi, it's been a pleasure to talk today. Best of luck in your onwards journey. We'll certainly look forward to tracking it and really appreciate your generous insights and time. Thank
1: you, Tom.
0: Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org.